Across Our Wide Missouri with Bob Pretty. Listen to show archives, hear about this day in Missouri history, and learn more about the Show Me State by visiting MissouriNet.com today. The scene is the State Law Library in Jefferson City. A young man is studying one of the many reference books when an older man walks up to him and asks the younger what he's doing. Well, trying to learn a little law, says the younger one. Well, says the older, if that's true, you certainly would not be looking among some of the recent reports of the Supreme Court of Missouri. The younger man was North Todd Gentry, later Missouri's attorney general and a member of the state Supreme Court. The crusty older lawyer was a member of the court he had just maligned. Henry Whitelaw Bond was born near Brownsville, Tennessee, and was sent to St. Louis when he was 16 to attend a private school, and after that went to study for a year at Harvard. He practiced law in Brownsville for nine years before he came back to Missouri. In 1885, he was elected to the Missouri General Assembly. His election to the legislature ended a six-year partnership with Judge J.J. Lindsley, which had brought their firm into wide prominence and paved the way to his eventual election to the St. Louis Court of Appeals in 1892. Bond served almost nine years of his 12-year term, but then resigned in 1901 to enter a law partnership with his son. In 1912, he was named to a 10-year Missouri Supreme Court position as a judge. He had differences with his associates on the high bench about opinions written by the commissioners, although he'd been a commissioner of the court himself. Sometimes he was quite sarcastic about those opinions, prompting the remarks to Gentry that we discussed earlier. Bond believed in the highest ethics of the legal profession. He wrote part of a book published in the early 20th century about the history of the Missouri courts and those who practiced in them. He wrote, Courts constitute one of the three primary and coordinate divisions of political power. It is so ordained by the people, the source of all government and the exercise of their natural right to appoint agencies for making, expounding, and executing such laws as are designed to promote the good of all. American judges derive all their power and authority from its limitations of the law and acknowledge no higher source. He also believed that only the actions of a judge could stand as his worth. Neither commendation or criticism can exalt or lower the reputation of a judicial officer, he wrote, unless justified by his utterances from the bench. If these are marked by learning and impartiality, they will merit and receive the applause of all lovers of legal science. If they fail in either respect, neither compliment or flattery can restore the confidence of a discriminating profession. For judges, the highest terms of honor should be couched in impersonal language and must be measured solely by excellence of judicial workmanship. Of all men, they are the surest architects of their own fortunes. For while chance or circumstance may prosper others, neither of these can give the knowledge and sense of justice, which are the basic principles of judicial renown. He noted that regardless of political or social or economic toil and strife, the judiciary has stood above it all and had to continue to do so. Confidence in the judiciary is one of the safeguards of that government of laws which has come as a part of our priceless heritage of freedom, he wrote. This sentiment is deeply rooted in the mind and character of the American people. That it has survived the strain and difficulty of war and is universally avowed today is conclusive evidence that the men who sat in judgment in our courts have unflinchingly met the duty to judge with wisdom and righteousness. He served a long and distinguished career in the state's highest court, still a member of it in his 70s when he died in 1919. Henry Whitelaw Bond, the remarkable man who in only 14 years rose from a total stranger in St. Louis to the second highest position in the state judicial circles and then to the highest, was born on this date, the 27th of January in 1848. That was Across Our Wide Missouri with Bob Pretty. To listen to show archives, hear about this day in Missouri history, and learn more about the Show Me State, visit MissouriNet.com.